No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we conclude our study of Samson's life as we discover what happens as his hair begins to grow and he renews his dedication to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 16 on Simply the Bible. When I think of a finale, I think of the last several seconds of a fireworks display. Everything is blowing up at once, filling the night sky with brilliant color and loud noises. Today we come to the finale of Samson, God's dedicated man with superhuman strength. Samson was now at the lowest point of his life. He had flirted with evil and told his Philistine girlfriend Delilah everything she wanted to know, namely the secret of his strength. He was a Nazarite from birth, and if his hair was cut, then he would be as any other man. Armed with this information, Delilah lulled Samson to sleep and called for the Philistines to cut off his hair. When Samson awoke, he attacked the Philistines, but he didn't realize that the Lord had left him, and so had his strength. The Philistines overcame him, put out his eyes, bound him in chains, and made him a grinder in the mill. We continue in Judges chapter 16, verse 22. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. There is the misconception that the secret to Samson's strength was his hair. So when his hair began to grow, so did his strength. But really what began to grow was his dedication to the Lord. His vow was broken when his hair was cut. But as Samson was humbled beneath the Philistine yoke, his hair began to grow and he had time to think. He renewed his dedication to the Lord. Thankfully, God is a God of second, third, and 70 times seven chances. Now, the lords of the Philistines gathered together to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. And they said, Our God has delivered into our hands Samson, our enemy. When the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy, the destroyer of our land, and the one who multiplied our dead. The Philistines called for a great celebration in honor of their god Dagon, whom they credited with delivering their archenemy Samson into their hands. They offered sacrifices to this pagan deity that Bible scholars tell us was in the shape of a fish. In reality, it was the Lord who delivered Samson into their hands because of his disobedience. When God's servants fall into sin, God's enemies take the opportunity to ridicule the fallen one and to mock the Lord. It's most disturbing to think that Samson's folly gave the Philistines fodder to honor their dead fish God over the living omnipotent creator. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison, and he performed for them, and they stationed him between the pillars. While their hearts were merry, and no doubt they were intoxicated, 
They called for Samson to entertain them. Many centuries later, the Romans would do the same thing by bringing the Christians into the Colosseum for sport. The purpose of the Philistines was to mock Samson, to rub his nose in his shame and in their victory. Samson was reduced to a circus clown in their eyes. But in God's eyes, Samson was still his son. I think many of us, after a royal failure, think that we're all washed up and God doesn't want to deal with us anymore. We've gone too far. We're past the point of no return. But thankfully, God's love is unfailing. His loving kindness endures forever. We may have to endure the consequences of our bad decisions. Samson was now blind, in bondage, and bearing the burden of the daily grind. Now he was mocked by his enemies. But God still loved him, and the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. The beautiful thing about God is that he is near to the brokenhearted. Those who come to him, he will by no means cast out. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Satan is the one who condemns. He rubs our noses in our failures. But God revives the spirit of the penitent and broken sinner. The Philistines made one big mistake. They put Samson between the two pillars that supported the entire temple to Dagon. Then Samson said to the lad who led him by the hand, Let me feel the pillars which support the temple, so that I may lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof, watching while Samson performed. No doubt the Philistines were laughing, mocking, and reveling. They had no idea what was about to happen. Then Samson called to the Lord, saying, O Lord God, remember me. I pray, strengthen me. I pray just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson's prayer that God would remember him brings up the question, does God ever forget about us? Isaiah 49.15 says, Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. We like to sing the worship song called He Knows My Name by Tommy Walker. It goes like this. I have a maker. He formed my heart. Before even time began, my life was in his hands. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. God cannot forget even the least of his children. Their names are written in the palms of his hands. Jesus said in Luke 12:6, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. This promise absolutely blows my mind, especially as I observe the number of hairs decreasing on my scalp. Why would God care about such an insignificant thing as numbering the hairs on our head? 
Yet, according to Jesus, that is how much God is intimately concerned with the details of our lives. Now, if God is concerned with such an insignificant thing, then how much more is he concerned with the big things of our lives? Therefore, we don't need to worry about God not remembering us. No matter what you've done or failed to do, you can't erase yourself from the mind of God, and you are etched on the palms of his hands. Now, Samson also prayed that God would strengthen him. Samson had known superhuman strength, but when he broke his Nazarite vow, his strength left him. Samson knew that the source of his strength was his devotion to God. Therefore, he prayed that God would have mercy on him and strengthen him once more. And last, Samson prayed that God would help him take vengeance on the Philistines who had plucked out his eyes and reduced him to a wheat grinder. Now, I am curious, however, why Samson didn't pray one more prayer. Lord, glorify yourself rather than allowing Dagon to receive your glory. Throughout Samson's life, he had been motivated by taking personal revenge against the Philistines. But I wonder how much more he could have accomplished if his motivation had been to glorify God. If we would be wholly devoted to glorifying God rather than seeking our own personal pleasure, I don't think there's any limit to what we could accomplish. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed with all his might and the temple fell on the lords and on all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. The Philistines certainly didn't see this one coming. They were completely caught by surprise. It will be the same with all the wicked. They will perish even while they are reveling in their pleasure. Psalm 37.20 says, The wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. Samson willingly died with the Philistines and was able to kill more in his death than in his life. But I can't help but think that Samson's life could have read so much differently if he had kept vigilant watch over the wellspring of his heart. At least Samson turned back to God in the end. But how much better it would have been had Samson learned to deny his flesh and use his miraculous gift and divine calling to please God and serve his people. But Samson was a product of his culture in which people were doing whatever was right in their own eyes. Verse 31, And his brothers and all his father's household came down and took him and brought him up and buried him in Zorah and Eshtael in the tomb of his father Manoah. He had judged Israel twenty years. In conclusion, we must be careful not to focus on Samson's weaknesses to the neglect of his accomplishments. Let us not forget that he was inducted into the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11.32, and he successfully judged Israel for 20 years. We know that even the most remarkable of God's servants are still flawed. Only Jesus is perfect. 
Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Regardless of the condition of our vessel, if we will offer it to God, he can cleanse us and use us as a container of his glorious treasure. And often it is through our cracks that the excellence of his power shines through the most. The Bible tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Like Samson, our strength comes only through consecration. That is, being dedicated and wholly devoted to the Lord. God is looking for such men and women today who will offer themselves completely to him. One of my favorite verses is 2 Chronicles 16.9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. May God help us to have such fully committed hearts to the Lord so that he may strengthen us in all that we do. One day, we will each come to our own finale. Wouldn't it be nice to go out with a bang rather than with a whimper? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we will consider the domino effect as we see what happens when everyone does what is right in his own eyes. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible.